We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> You're out of the video there, bro. Am I? <laughs> Are we record? Oh, we are recording. Good for recording, you know that. <laughs> you son of a. Just kidding, right? Bring um, us in, Rodney. <laughs> bring us in. Yeah, you've been bringing us in for about twenty-four seconds now. Um, yeah. So this week we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about draw results, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the conversations that we've been seeing happening on social media. Yeah. Um, which we feel is pretty important. It's kind of kind of what we do with Hunt It Forward and stuff like that. The social media, uh, is, yeah. I mean, well, you, the, you, the topics that we're talking about, uh, both being one one being um, th- that pertains to us mostly, being um, helping other hunters, you know, hunters, yeah, and hunters, yeah, and, and particularly for us new hunters, but yeah. It goes all the way around, helping helping other hunters, period. Yeah. Um, stuff we've talked about before uh, that we're all kind of should be on the same side, should be helping each other because we've got enough to deal with otherwise. Yep, yep. And then the other one is, you know, a co- right now uh, it's a big topic. It'll It'll fade as the year goes on. But right now, because the draw results just came out, um, as per usual, everybody that did not draw a tag, um, wants a point system. This could get heated. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but for right now, uh, what we're going to talk about is, uh, the draw. So draw results come out, um, this last week. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, a, I like to, you know, we done a podcast, you know, when we first started, one of the first podcasts we did was red, called Red or Green. Um, and I love that because New Mexico State question is... Red or Green. Red or Green. What up? <laughs> uh, and that pertains to... Yeah, basically your enchiladas, right? Red or green chili, red or green chili. Um, but for that one day of State year, food. That one day of the year, it it goes real well with the draw results. And I love. Well, um, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but I do love that uh, the Department of Game and Fish uses red or green for you know good, or, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, and, and for those of you that put in for the draw. Uh, which is most of you that are listening, I'm sure, um, you know, you know, if you, if you bring up your draw results and you see a bunch of green, you get to go hunting. And if you see a bunch of red, uh, maybe not so much. Um, right. we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, um, different ways to increase your drawing odds, uh, and stuff like that. And you're just like multitasking, aren't you? I'm trying to. <laughs> Anyway, we've talked about it a lot, how to increase your drawing odds and stuff like that. And, and we're, we're not the kind to um, be stingy with the information. Yeah. Um, we want to help hunters. Well, in fact, we got quite a bit of heat when we first mm-hmm. started out by doing that is yep. telling them how the drawing odds works and all that. And it's not anything that's new or secret. It's just we were putting it out there in a public format. At a at a, I guess a wider audience than just whoever goes on and wants to do the work and and look at the odds on on the department's website because it was always it was always there yeah and they tell you how to do it and we do believe in people doing doing their homework and and putting in the work but the you know especially for new hunters it's it's you may not know know where to find that yeah. And so that was that was a way for us to get that information out there. 
We didn't tell him anything that, that was secret, that was mm-hmm. uh, not already out there. We just gave him the information on where to find it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's a big deal to me. I mean, I, I, I want – we have success in the draw. Mm-hmm. Um, we had success, great success in the draw this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at, at, at the numbers, so we've drawn an elk tag – not always a great elk tag, but we've drawn an elk tag for the past five years. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, some of them have been some really hard hunts. Um, our, our hunt last year that we drew out, that was a good tag to draw. It it just turned out to be, you know, a weird year. Um, yeah. We well, just couldn't find elk. It was a, diff- it was it was a, a difficult tag. hunt. Um, still a good tag. Uh, part, you know, part of that was... I think if we decided to go back, we'd probably get elk. Probably so. Um, that's one of our things is <laughs> we like to hunt new places. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get. And this is going to roll into some of the discussions that yes. we have about the Facebook and social media and all that. Um, it, it's hard for working people to go out and take a lot of time and um, do the, the scouting that, that is really, really needed to make make you a successful hunter spend the time on the ground mm-hmm. and so you know we use electronic scouting we use google earth scouting as much as we can but um really to do it justice you you would have to spend probably a couple of weeks over um over the summer period before your hunt to really do it justice and, and narrow down where those animals are and where they're moving and a lot of times even more than that um yeah. there's there's people who uh dr- try and get the same unit year after year after year and even then sometimes you know those animals move and aren't in the same place so yeah. it, it's tricky but and, but and, and like you said we'll we'll definitely get into that yeah um but but right now um you know, as far as drawing odds, you know, the way we structure our application, the way we um, apply for hunts is what leads to that success in drawing hunts. I think so. Now, the only thing that it does, though, the only thing it does is helps increase the odds. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's still a mass amount of luck. Mm-hmm. The The way that the draw system works, and this is another kind of a, a small topic I wanted to get into. It's basically throughout the past week since the draw results came out last Wednesday, there's been a whole lot of uptick in traffic on, on the hunting group sites on Facebook and and uh, Instagram, stuff like that. And so I've had a lot of conversations, a lot of debates, a lot of um, discussions with people about those those various topics and one of them is um where was that <laughs> how the draw how yeah. the draw actually works how the draw actually works yeah. um and in new mexico everybody has the exact same opportunity mm-hmm. period there's no preference points there's no and we're going to get into that in a little bit uh, there's no um, bonus points, nothing like that. It's all just you put in, you have the same opportunity. Uh, one of the discussions I had was how the draw works as pertained to to how it's actually physically done. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to use an analogy here of a hat. Okay. Everybody's application is put in a hat. So one of the questions is, do they do it by species? And the answer is no. They do it strictly by application number. Um, and they put all of the applications, not not per person, per application. So if a guy's got seven different applications, you know, for seven different species, all of those applications are in the same hat. Yeah. Okay. And then those those applications are randomly selected by computer. And if your application, one of your applications gets selected, then they look at your three, four, or five choices on that application. If your first choice is available, you're going to get that hunt. 
If it's not, they're going to look at your second choice. If it's not, they're going to look at your third choice. Um, if the hunt is available, they'll give you one of those choices. If not, then if you've selected a fourth choice, which, which is generally a section of the state, they've got northeast, um, southeast, northwest, and southwest, then if there's a tag available um, at the end of the draw, you go into another hat, and they'll draw for that. And then there's also the depredation. But as far as your first three choices go, it's not split up by species. All applications go into one hat. Um, if you've only applied for one animal, then you've got one application in the hat. If you've applied for seven animals, you've got seven applications in the hat. Uh, and then they just go through and they fill them. Now, it is kind of separated by species in a sense that what that application is for is is if if your deer application is pulled then that's what they're looking at is your three choices for deer. You know, the very next application pulled could be yours again, or you may not have an application pulled again. That's just the way it goes, but it's all one hat, all applications in one hat. They draw them until all hunt codes are filled or all applications are gone. If there's leftover tags, then you go to that fourth choice option. That's how the draw is done. They don't put all of the deer applications in a hat and then draw them until the deer hunts are full and then all the elk hunts in a hat and draw them until the elk hunts are full. They put all applications in one hat, start drawing until all hunt codes for all species are full. That's how it's done. Yeah. So as, as far as, as far as we know, as far as we've been told by everybody we've talked to at the department, that's how it's done. Yeah. Um, well, and it even explains that in proclamation. It, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, when you, again, I had, I had that conversation with some coworkers just last week before before the draw came out, and they were they were talking about that same thing. Well, you know they they pull the applications by species. And I was like, no, it all it all goes in, and when they pull that, they look at it and if mm-hmm. explained it the same way. So, um, it, but it's always interesting because you have those conversations on social media or in person, and even though uh, even though it is explained. Mm-hmm. Uh, that some some people just don't want to listen to you. Yeah, they, they don't. And there's a lot of people that think that by doing it this way, it changes the odds, and it doesn't. No. Uh, you, you're going up against the same 20,000 deer applications that you were, whether they're all in one hat or they're all in uh, the same hat with the elk and well now and so, and everything and else. And so it brought, yeah. up another, it brought up another question uh, when I was talking to my coworkers because they were saying, you know, and, and this was my – my thought before I understood how how it went, but they were saying, "Oh, it's it's definitely you definitely have uh, more chance of drawing if if you put in with somebody versus by yourself." A- and on the face of it, if you if you think about it, you would be like, "Oh yeah," because it could draw they could draw one person, but that's not true because it's one application number. Well, so there is a small there is a very small percentage of an increase if you do put in by yourself, but it's a very small. And let me explain. No, that's what, that's what I mean. I I, I, I said, you would think that you would have a greater chance if you're putting in together with like three other guys, because you know, that's the common thought because if you pull one of them, all three of them get to go, but it's it's not like that that because it's just an application fee. Yeah. And so it's pretty much on it on, on the same level as putting in by yourself. And in fact, uh, you know, everything's every, all, all of our draw stuff is anecdotal. I don't know, but it seems like I draw better whenever I put in with Correct. somebody, but I haven't done a whole lot of putting in on my own. So Correct. I don't know. So, so I can explain how, how the one person per application can very, very, very slightly increase your odds. Okay. So let's say you're putting in for to be, mm-hmm. and that's the only hunt you put in for. Just yep. 2B archery January. Okay. We're going to use that as our example. Um, and there's 100 tags for that hunt. Okay. And you put in by yourself. When they pull your application, there is 99 tags for that hunt already given away. So there's yep. only one tag left. Yep. Okay. And this is something I didn't know. I learned this. When when we first started this podcast, I didn't know this, but this yeah. is something I've learned since then. 
So if you're by yourself on that and your application gets drawn, you're going to get that hunt. Because there's one tag left, you're a solo applicant, you're good. But if there's two people on your application and there's one tag left, you are passed over. Yep. You don't get that tag. Yep. Because there was two people and only one tag left. They're going to draw until they get that one person on on him, on himself. Now, that wasn't necessarily true last year because they had the roundup whereas now the, they have the roundup the, but it didn't work in it didn't work in that scenario right i'm just saying so, i'm just saying as of, as as of now because of of certain parties um yeah. the director has said we're not going to do any roundup licenses but yeah. the roundup licenses didn't really do that anyways. Yeah, it did. It, it, it did in certain circumstances. Yeah, the, the roundup, the roundup basically worked on a percentage basis. Mm-hmm. Um, once the once the tags were drawn, if a certain percentage um, of the res, of the non resident and the outfitted pool was, um, if their percentage, if they're so so the non residents get. Um, 14%? 10%. Yeah. And outfitters get 6%. 6%. Um, so if if the 10% of the tags allocated to non-residents came out to be a fraction, so let's say 10% was 1.5 tags, yeah. then they would round that up to 2. But if you look, now that's that's only a half a tag. Yeah, because it goes from one point five to two, so then that other half a tag would have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it would either go to the residents or the outfitters, depending. depending. So because you have it's all an equal number of tags. So sometimes the residents got it, and I worked the entire math yeah. through the whole process. Um, sometimes the residents would get it. Sometimes the outfitters would get it because typically, if the so so residents always get rounded up, period. So if if their percentage comes out to um, eighty three point five tags, you, it automatically goes up to eighty four. Yeah, if it comes up to eighty five point six. It goes up to eighty six. That's that's just how it goes. The residents always go up. Yep. But the non residents and the outfitters only got rounded up if it was point five or more. Yeah. If their percentage of the tags was point five or more, if it was one point four tags, then it was rounded down to one. Right. So that's kind of how that. That um, roundup worked. Yeah, and I but, was just saying that, like, yeah. there was the possibility that if you're, you know, if you were on that yes. and it happened to be a roundup and there was two of you on yes. the application, then yes. then that was a possibility. Yes. Again, this year, your odds are in favor of the single because yes. if there's a leftover, Correct. then it's going to be a single. Correct. Yeah, and that's and that's slightly, very, very so slightly. Very, yeah, that, that only happens if there's one tag left and you're the last application drawn for that hunt. Yeah. So it's a very, very small, minute chance. Is it a greater odds? Greater Absolutely. Odds, yeah. But is is it is it enough to say, well, I'm not putting in with my buddy, you know, um, because I don't I don't want to miss out on that very small chance. Yeah. You know. But um, as we discussed, you know, I mean, that's that's the risk you run. You could. You could say, yeah, I want greater. I want that greater odds of being able to uh, to draw something. Yep. But you have to weigh that against, like for you and I, if we were to, if we were to you and I indeed, if we were all to put in for the same hunt, but on separate applications, there's a very real chance that one of us might get the hunt, or two of us might get the hunt. Putting in on the same application guarantees that we're all three going to get to hunt together if we draw that hunt. Yes. And that's what we care about. Yes, exactly. I, I wouldn't want to go necessarily on a hunt without you guys. I wouldn't want to put in singly and then just me draw. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're putting in one, two, and three choices. Mm-hmm. Because you could get first choice, I could get second choice, and Dina could get third choice. Mm-hmm. And now we're all hunting separately, mm-hmm. and we don't even get the opportunity to go together. And so, really, when you think about it, that's what yeah. that's what the group application is about. Yeah, and so it depends on what you're looking at. You know, I mean, to each his own. Those solo hunters out there, if that's the way you do it, and that's the way you want to do Absolutely. it, man, you got a little bitty, tiny bit of extra percentage chance of drawing a tag. Yeah. So, and for uh, but for us, I mean, that's the way we like to do it. Yeah. And um, we've had pretty good luck, I think, more so with how we've done our choices 
and, and and that's exactly right. I I've said on this podcast, and you've given me a lot of credit on this podcast for for you know going through the odds and stuff like that, and staggering structuring our applications to increase our odds. But that is all it is is just to increase our odds. Right. Um, it, it's still a vast amount of luck. Yeah. And and I like it that way. Everybody else out there that's applying for hunts has the exact same chance that I do. Um, in the sense that they can stagger their application to increase their odds as much as possible. You can read the odds reports. You can find out, you know, which hunts you're more likely to draw and thus, you know, so on and so forth, uh, which is what we do. And we've had great success. Uh, having said that, when you draw a first choice hunt, which we drew um, first choice for deer mm-hmm. this year, and we're going back to 2B, uh, January archery. Heck yeah. Uh, that's just do. luck. That's just luck. Our application got picked before the hunt filled up. That's luck. It has nothing to do with any way of structuring the application. And um, you pointed this out in a text to me when we actually drew. uh, For a long time, you know, uh, our listeners might know, I didn't talk about it very often, but might know that I was with department for a period of years. And we often got to ascribe the fact that we drew so much because – you were with I the was department. with the department. Yeah. You're no longer with the No department. longer with the department. Yeah. Um, and still drawing. I think exactly. a great tribute, uh, a great uh, example of of how yeah. what you've done yeah. with our yeah. drawing yeah. odds I, is fantastic. I, 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 I did bring that up, and I, and I was happy about that because I've had a lot of people tell me that. Well, you draw because you put in with, with Kyle, and he works for the department. He doesn't work for the department anymore, and we just drew 2B. Yeah, second time in four years. Second time in four years. Um, and not only that, but um, you didn't put in with us for elk this year. I didn't. Um, you drew. Because your new job, job uh, requires that you be here during those times. Um, you've also hunted uh, uh, the Viavidal. Mm-hmm. You've, you've had that once-in-a-lifetime hunt. Uh, you previously drew it. Um, and me and Didon kind of just needed a reason to put in for it ourselves. Yeah. Um, and since you'd already done it and you kind of had to bow out of elk this year, anyway, we put in for the once in a lifetime buy of a doll. We did not draw that. Yep. Uh, but we got our second choice, which was archery, uh, in unit 37. Yep. Which I'm extremely excited about both the 2B and the 37, because we've hunted both of those with a bow. Um, and great hunts. Um, but our odds of success are are much, much greater now because we have hunted them. Now, 37 is pretty close to home. Uh, very easy for me to scout and everything like that. 2B, not so much. But because we've hunted those hunts, we kind of know what to expect. Um, it definitely increases Not let don't shoot first. Right, right. <laughs> uh, miss first. Miss mean. first, sorry, miss. <laughs> no, he actually hit one last time yep. we were there. Yeah. but He missed a couple first yeah, before but, he hit uh, the one. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm very excited about those hunts. Yeah. Because um, well, yeah, I got a first exci- choice, I got a second choice. We're excited about hunting no yeah, matter what period. we get to we do. So. Uh, we didn't draw antelope. We didn't draw orcs. No. Um, you know, and and that so that's going to kind of bring me to the whole point system, right? Um, a lot of people say, well, I haven't drawn out elk in blah, blah, blah years. Well, I, I draw a lot of elk tags. We draw a lot of elk tags. Um, uh, again, we've drawn four out of the past five years and I'm not trying to bat, brag. I'm just saying that it's possible. It's also possible to not draw anything for three years straight, mm-hmm. but that's the system that we have. And it's a system that I like, um, even though, and I don't complain about it. I, I, truly wish that i draw an oryx tag i've been putting in for oryx for 20 years i've never drawn an oryx tag yeah okay cool but there are people out there that are there's only so many oryx tags that they can give away mm-hmm. um it's a limited resource as are the vast majority of our animals and and, and as eventually, we dis- as we dis- draw it. as we discussed in our north american model of wildlife conservation podcast which is probably going to air after this one, which will probably air <laughs> after this one so be looking be, forward to it. Yeah, look forward to that one. That's a really good podcast. Um, but that is a surplus of the population. Yes. That, that is what we get to hunt after the population yeah. is a stable population. Yeah. And so there's, a, I mean, that's, you put it perfectly. There's only so many that we can hunt. Yeah. And there's only, and, and there's a lot of people that want to go do it. And that's mm-hmm. the great thing about it. 
these these things are coveted because they are rare. Yeah, we love it and we we covet it because it's rare. Uh, because the opportunity, I mean, a lot of the Oryx hunts are once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is why it is so special. And something that special can't be just doled out willy-nilly because then it ain't special. Yeah. Well, not only that, when you know, when it doesn't have value, then, then people aren't going to yeah. care about it. Yeah. Also, uh, when you don't, you know when you don't follow the science behind it, then you're going to decimate yeah, your population exactly. and not be able to do it. Exactly. So, so eventually I'll, I'll hunt Oryx. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to hunt Oryx once in my life. It's, it's a really interesting species to be able to hunt in New Mexico because it's a non-native, you know, it's an African species. I'm so glad that they're here and, and I will eventually have the opportunity. Um, and when it comes, I will uh, enjoy it that much more. Yeah. But the you know the main point is I'm not going to complain about it because I understand it. Um, and, so and to, so leading to, to leading into a, your 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 the topic that that we're we're going into, which is the system that we have versus the point system. We didn't draw antelope, so we started looking around, yeah. and you know there was several years ago you could go to Wyoming and get an over the counter tag. Yep. Yeah. Or several over-the-counter tags. Yeah. So we started uh, for antelope. Um, so we started looking at Wyoming, and uh, I, I maybe we're looking in the wrong spot. I don't know. This is, again, a, a good plug for, hey, uh, get, get, educating yourself and getting um, getting into hunting is a daunting task. Looking yeah. at Wyoming's rules, we don't know if there's any over-the-counter ta- tags. Didn't no. know where to look. Their website Sorry, Wyoming, your website sucks. <laughs> and and, and to, I, to be fair, New Mexico's website sucks yeah, too. They're all fairly hard to yeah, navigate. We don't we don't know it. Yeah, we don't understand exactly. it because we haven't been using it year after year after year after year. Um, so yeah, it's tough to figure out. I'm sure that those up in Wyoming, they sure know they it do. and they're just fine with it. Yeah, you know, and they look at New Mexico's and they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, you know, I can't figure shit out. No, here. I'm I'm very sure. I just. Yeah, no, I get a dig you. in there. I get you. But having said that, while looking and you looking, Wyoming has a point system, mm-hmm. and you were looking at Wyoming and and I looked. At, I looked at the draws. Five. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was looking at the draws, and they have okay. There's two different kinds of systems. Well, there's three different kinds of system that I'm aware of. Uh, they have the system that we have, and I'm talking about draw systems, not over the counter systems. Right. They have the system that we have. That is just a flat draw every year, new draw. New Mexico and Idaho are the only two states in the in the nation that still have that yes, system. and I love it. Love it. Um, then there's a bonus point system. Yep. The bonus point system is not a preference point system. It's a bonus point system. Uh, you can still draw the tag with zero points uh, from what I understand. Um, but if you have those bonus points, it helps. Basically, it's an extra. It increases your odds. It's an extra. Uh, lottery ticket in the hat. Exactly. And then you have preference points, which is what Wyoming is. Um, so I was looking through, and if you have left, less than, so if you have five points or less. Which means you have been putting in for five years. Yes. I'm pretty and I'm, sure. Now I'm looking at, at zero. Uh, I'm looking at non-residents. I'm not looking at residents. I'm right. looking at non-residents because we're New Mexico podcast. We're talking about hunting in Wyoming. Um. For a non-resident, if you have five points or less, you have a 0% chance of drawing that tag. Mm-hmm. If you have six points, you have a 25% chance of drawing that tag. If you have seven points or more, it all becomes 100%. But that, yeah, guarantees that every seven years you're going to get a tag. Yeah. So in 21 years, you have to, you're going to get three tags. Yeah. That's it. And, and... I'll even add this, that that number, because of point creep, is going to go up. Yeah. So next year, you'll probably have to have seven. The year after that, you'll probably have to have eight. The year after that, it'll be nine. So that creep it continues to go up the more people hunt. And if, we, if, we've, if we've misinterpreted this, somebody who's been hunting or, or puts in for Wyoming, let us know. Yeah. We want to make sure that we're putting out correct information. But from what we could gather – from doing our res- doing our research, that's that's how we understand it. Yeah, and that's and that uh, you know I, for yeah, the most part that's how it works in yeah, most preference point I've states. I've done a lot of research. Yeah, on that. I've looked into it because it's 
it's scary because right now when the draw comes out, a lot of people that didn't draw, that's what they start shouting for. I haven't drawn in 10 years or we should have some sort of point system. Um, and it's always a big cry right at this time of year mm-hmm. uh, because of that. And it just scares me because I don't want that. It's not conducive to new hunting, to no. new hunters. So a new hunter who wanted to hunt and it, it, a new hunter who wanted to hunt pronghorn antelope in Wyoming, as the system stands, would have to, to even have a chance of drawing, would have to put in five years in a row. Yep. Or five years, period. Yep. Five years in a row would be the quickest way to do it. Yeah. Six years, and actually. They're Six years, actually. And they're guaranteed to not draw for five years. Yes. And that's the hard part. They're guaranteed to not draw for five years. So if you're a new hunter... You're looking at this and you're saying, okay, I'm a new hunter. I'd like to get into the sport of hunting, and I can't do it for five years. So I have to invest this money, mm-hmm. pay these fees, mm-hmm. and wait five, five years. plus years yeah. to do it. And how, how, how is that promoting the sport and helping the sport grow? If your kid starts hunting at um, the ripe old age of, you know, 15, 20, 20 21 years old. Years old. Before he can get, they yeah. can they can lose all desire to hunt in that time period. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's very very bad if you ask me, um, as it pertains to new hunters. And that's what I want to stress here. I'm pointing out as it pertains to new hunters. Yeah. Um, I understand that there are a lot of seasoned hunters. You know, a lot of hunters that have been doing it for a long time. Um, that haven't drawn a lot of tags, that have drawn only three tags over a, or over a 20-year period for elk. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm talking about new hunters, you know, and, and those that want an opportunity. And there's plenty of other opportunities out there. You know, there's private land tags and there's... Yeah, and so that was, that was kind of... Some the, over-the-counter tags, but... That was kind of the, the crux of the argument that... that that we wanted to make was if, if, you know, trying to buck this trend of nationwide uh, decline in, in the amount or the number of hunters that we have, um, if we want to do that, the point system is not helping to do that. No, we understand. Absolutely. And we understand that there's lots of hunters out there. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, that's going to be the contention of that. I I don't see without a huge fight any of these states who have the point systems going away from the point systems because there's a lot of people who have invested, invested. a lot of time mm-hmm. and money to build up their points, mm-hmm. um, and so that I mean that's a problem. That's one of the that's one of the major reasons that I don't want New Mexico to even start down that road because it's so hard to come back from it. And, and to your point. Like you said, uh, hunting numbers across the nation are on the decline, mm-hmm. but not in New Mexico. Not in New Mexico. Now, I can't say for sure that that is because we don't have a point system, but if, a, you know, a betting man would probably put some money on that sure. because the opportunity is here. Year one for anybody to go hunting. I'm going to bring up our Hunt It Forward participants. Yeah. Okay. So two years ago, we had um, Emily and Adrian. Emily and Adrian. And we took them hunting on a private land tag. Mm-hmm. Okay, we 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 were fortunate enough to to get a couple of doe antelope tags. Took them hunting; they had success. Then we helped them get put into the draw. They drew tags. Yep. They they put in for cow elk. They drew tags. Last year we had Ryan and Shay. Well, before you get off Emily mm-hmm. and Adrian, this year. We didn't. We didn't get. A, we didn't really even get a chance to meet with them. Adrian put in for the draw before we ever met with them mm-hmm. about. Hey, what are you guys going to do this year? Yep. She was Don't ready know. to go. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, they didn't draw that tag this year. Yeah. But but talking about Ryan and Shay. But Ryan and Shay. Last same year. thing. So last year we took them to antelope hunting. Yep. This year we helped them put in for the draw. They drew cow elk tags. Okay, we're talking about new hunters that we're trying to keep into the sport. We're trying to grow the sport. We're trying to get more people hunting, um, which is only in turn going to make it harder to draw tags. I understand that. But we're trying to preserve the sport of hunting. Yeah. 
uh, not preserve our chance to get attacked. To get attacked. So the best best way to do that is to keep people interested in hunting. To keep people interested in hunting, they have to have an opportunity. Well, I, and I'll continue. And they can't I'll, wait five I'll years. I'll continue for it. to advocate that as we get new hunters into hunting, we will preserve our chance of getting a tag because we can use that money to build mm-hmm. better habitat, to bring back the populations, to increase our our amount of surplus and huntable animals. Which brings me to a whole other point about the point system. Before I get there, uh-huh. be- before you get there, understanding that at some point there's a break where you're not going to be able to put any Absolutely. more animals on the lamps, landscape. But I don't think we've reached that point. No, no, we haven't. So the next point is monetarily speaking. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to go put in in Wyoming. Yeah. Because I know it's going to take me five or ten years. I'd rather I'm going to go to Idaho mm-hmm. because they have the animals. They have over-the-counter animals, and I don't have to invest five years. Do you remember? So, do you remember? Where's my how, money going to go? Do you remember how much an antelope tag for non-resident was in Wyoming? Uh, you know what? I, I let me see if I can the, pull it up. The numbers changed, so um, you can get. Just like New Mexico, when here in New Mexico, you have to buy the game hunting and fishing license, right? Which is thirty bucks, right? Okay. Well, it used to be a hundred bucks or three hundred bucks for three years in Idaho, Idaho, but it yeah. went up. Um, and then you could buy an elk tag, a, a deer tag, and an antelope tag. Now those numbers were limited for non-residents, but it wasn't a draw. Once they reached the quota of people that they were going to let go hunt non-residents, they shut it off. Right. You know, but it wasn't a draw. So um, if I'm going to take my money and I'm going to spend it out of state, it's going to be in a place where I don't have to have points. Right. And um, somewhere where I have an opportunity to draw this year. You know, and especially we're talking about, I'm not talking about the professional hunter. I'm talking about the everyday, uh, I saved three years so I can go on this non-resident hunt kind of guy. Right. You know, um, those are hard things to do, uh, especially when you have to look and say, okay, well, it's going to be five, seven years before I can even have the possibility of going. Right. You know? Yeah. So I'm trying to look up here um, the cost of a license for for an antelope in Wyoming, but I'm having problems with their website. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that basically covers points. I really like like the way we have it right here in New Mexico. Right now, we are equal opportunity. Right. Um, And I don't don't care necessarily about, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in giving preference to the guy that's been putting in for five or 10 years. Um, I, I, I like the guys that, uh, the newcomers and stuff like that. I, I like the fact that it's just equal. Everybody has the same opportunity, you know, and that's, that's what I like. Right. So I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's better to have a better to have, I feel like it's more equal, um, the, for the common man. Yeah. Going back to, um, the podcast that may or may not have been released before this one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, so that's going to bring us to helping, and, and and a lot of this pertains to new hunters. So one of the other big things that you see on Facebook and Instagram is, um, you know, this time of year when the draw comes out is this. Uh, hey, I drew a tag for uh, unit fifty-two, and I don't know much about that unit. Uh, does anybody have any tips? And one of the typical responses is, yeah, go scout. Yeah. Um, and then you have a lot of people that, you know, like to make fun or ridicule those who are asking for help. Mm-hmm. What is the point of that? I don't know. I had a uh, – I'll have to go back to the – license stuff at some point maybe put in our show notes but um i had a conversation on on facebook with this saw that exact same exact thing Mm -hmm. um and 
this this guy happened to be a Colorado resident who drew and this is how I mean this is just how I am. I'm not saying you have to be like us. Um, no. But he drew a 2B tag in November. Mm-hmm. He drew a rifle tag. Good on him. Colorado guy came in, bucked the odds, got a got a 2B tag for deer in November. We drew the 2B tag. Mm-hmm. For for January. Mm-hmm. Which there, there are when, so when you think many about it. Yeah. He could potentially take an animal that we would have had the opportunity had we not helped him potentially but if you if you live your life by potentially right? i mean come on um well, the way that i look at it That's we've been reason. we've been in that unit yeah and i'm not you know we're not experts in that no. unit by any means but we've been in that unit and I am not worried about him taking an animal that I could have taken. No. One, because I just love to go hunting. Mm-hmm. Two, because I know there are so many deer in that area. There's, uh, you know. Even if there wasn't. Even if there wasn't. But when he he, he did that and there was a there was the comment below his, his request for help yeah. was... This post was real good until about halfway through when you asked for help. Yeah. And so I responded. I said, hey, man, why don't you direct message me? Yeah. I'll answer your question. Yep. I don't have any problems with it. And and, it, and I ba- and then I basically put a, a dig into the person above me. I didn't name him by name, but I said, "This there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to help your fellow hunters. We're all, Basically, we're all on the same side. we got yes. enough to worry about without fighting among ourselves. Exactly. I, and I agree. And... <laughs> I also said, you know, in, in talking to the hunter from Colorado, I didn't tell him you should go hunt here because that's where I hunted. Yeah. I said, what do you know about the area? And he said, well, somebody told me about this area. Yeah. I said, that's probably a good area. Here's a canyon to look at. He had done some homework. Yeah. He just wanted to know what the access was like. And isn't that what it's about? I mean... One of the things that I get frustrated with is people start, you know, I got in one conversation with a, with a gentleman, um, and he he was calling him out as lazy, lazy mm-hmm. clueless. Uh, and I mean, that's not right. You don't know how much, uh, you don't know how much information that they've done. They're just looking for more resources. I look for all kinds of resources. I don't get on and ask for help on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I have a problem with others doing so. No. Um Especially when they're new to the sport. I want to help those people out where I can. And I'm like you. Direct message me. Okay, get on there and ask for help. I get on there and tell them, you know what? You know, The first thing I always tell them is call a game warden. Absolutely. Call a game warden. And I did you see know, two, two. E-scouting is great. To, to their credit, I saw some comments like that. Hey, call the local game warden. Yeah. And, I, and I, told them, I tell them the same thing. Man, these guys are not going to steer you wrong. They're going to tell you yeah. probably a good area to go. Uh, and, you know. When you look at it, when we went fishing in Idaho, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. I called up there. I called the game warden. Hey, where's a good spot? They gave it to me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to backtrack on a, on, a, on a statement that I made because when we went to Idaho, I did get on some Idaho fishing forums mm-hmm. and talk to people. You don't hate it. But I didn't ask, tell me where to go. No. And, and I, don't, I don't have a problem. with. I'm not going to say that just because I didn't ask, other people shouldn't. But what I did is say, hey. I'm from New Mexico. I'm making a trip up to Idaho. I'm going to be making a full circle around the state. You know, do you have any advice for me on the fishing front? Yeah. Okay. And I get a lot of great responses. I also got plenty of people telling me, do your homework. Dude, and you have no idea the amount of homework I did on that Idaho <laughs> yeah. trip. So bite me, yeah. you know, right in the middle. Um, but I mean, if you don't want to help... Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. But you don't have to ridicule them. And that's my main point is if you don't want to help, if you don't, just don't comment. Yeah. You know, but don't ridicule people for doing that. Um, Not everybody has the time to go scouting five times a year. We are not going to go scout 2B. Nope. We didn't last time we drew it. We just don't have the time. We're workers. Okay. We have careers, jobs, families, families, kids. Okay, we don't have the money or the time to go scout every single time. Okay, just the way it goes. So there's no problem with asking for help. Again, we haven't done it here in New Mexico. 
but that's okay for those people that do. Uh, secondly, there's a lot of information that you can give out that has nothing to do with hunting directly, okay? You drew 2B in November, chance of snow, roads are crap, mm-hmm. make sure you have chains, shovel, jack, sand, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of information that you can give them and seem like you're being a friendly dude without giving them any hunting information whatsoever. Exactly. And so, like, the guy from Colorado that I was talking to, mm-hmm. he asked about, you know, he said, I said, this area. I said, listen, if you're looking at that area, you can't get to it from the south. You have to come in from the north, from Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's an access issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- that... I'm not telling him where he can go find big animals. Yep. I'm not telling him where I hunted. I'm not telling him, oh, there's yep. this monster 200, you know, exactly, you know, buck in there. I'm telling him if you want to come south of that, and you're going to use, let's say, Forest Road 310. Exactly. Pretty good road. Pretty well maintained. If it gets wet, you're out of luck. Yep. And he's then he talked about bringing horses. I said, cool. Here's an area to look that does not have a lot of roads. That might be a good area to hunt. I don't know. I haven't been in there. Yeah. There's all kinds of information that you can get without just being rude and and ridiculing people for asking for a little bit of help. And the last point I want to make on this is I didn't learn everything that I know about hunting, which isn't very much, by myself. I learned it some through trial and error. But the vast majority of it, I learned from other people, mm-hmm. family, friends, strangers. Uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, nobody learns everything on their own. Um, for all of you, you know, hunting warriors out there who are hitting it hard and training all year and you're in per- perfect physical fitness and you can hike over Mount Everest and back and carry your own deer and all of that stuff, good on you. But just because we can't, and we don't, doesn't make us any less hunters than you. Yeah. So we well, need not, to stop not only that, but, our but own. As, not only that, but at some point you had help from somebody. Yeah. And I'm absolutely. You know, I am not discounting your efforts. Nope. There's a lot of people out there who put a lot of effort in, and do spend the time on the ground and yep. do go and scout. Awesome. Yep. That's awesome. But again, like you said, if you don't, <laughs> it kind of goes back to what. You, you. At least my mom always told me, you ain't got nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. Exactly. Type of thing. Um, the other thing I, I kind of wanted to say was, we can we can help each other without giving away our quote unquote honey holes. Yes. But all here here here's a here's a a comment that may shatter your uh, you know your or burst your bubble. Nobody has a honey hole. That somebody else doesn't know about. Yeah. No one. No. I guarantee it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's an area that people are not willing to work to yep. get to. And so it becomes your honey hole. And, and you know, I've seen that too. Somebody's pissed off because somebody else is in their honey hole. Public land. Public land. Yeah. If, what you, wanna, you, if you want to hunt where, somebody, where nobody else is going to be hunting. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to probably go on private. Yeah. <laughs> and even, there, even then they're probably hunting. Yeah. So well, yeah, they're putting other hunters there when you're not there. But at least when you're hunting, you'll be by yourself. Yeah, you know. But yeah, that's that's that. You're 100 percent right. There's the further you go from the road, the fewer the people. Yep. Okay. Um, and that's that's great. I like that. Uh, you know, because it does give those people who are willing to work harder and do more uh, an area that they can go that they've earned. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And that's cool. But don't. Road hunters, we we all make fun of road hunters, but they're scared than deer to us. Yep. I mean, come on, we all have a place, <laughs> we all have a position, and we really need to quit eating our own. As long as people are being ethical, yep, lawful, and 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 really, the lawful is it, more, the the lawful is more important. Yeah, because we had that discussion about ethics, how they yeah. change by region. Well, yeah, and that's and 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 that's and know, by ethical we mean fair chase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wherever um, you're at, where whatever that is, whatever that entails, doing where, their wherever best, you're at, doing their best to be good sportsmen, right? You know, uh, for the hunt and the area they're in, correct. Um, but as long as you're doing those things and you truly care about the country and the land, and you're not doing anything that's just downright bad, welcome to the club, man. 
Yeah. That's I'd be, be happy be. to hunt with any of you. Right? No matter how you hunt. Exactly. Um, not going to take you on my hunt, <laughs> but I'll go with you on yours and hunt any way you see fit. But if you're on my hunt, we'll we'll sit down and have a, you right? know, um, have a chat at, at camp at the end of the day. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's really not that hard just to, to be cordial and by, by helping each other out, we're, we're making the community stronger. Yes. Which we're standing together when we stand. Yeah. When we stand together, we're stronger. We've, we've talked about that time and time again, and we have to start standing together. Um, again, I think it's, um, and I'm not going to get into this in this podcast, but we tend to tribe up, you know, yep. we, we, we've done a podcast on that, but we tend to tribe up. I care about mule deer. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to join the mule deer foundation. Absolutely nothing wrong with mule deer foundation, but you should be, what you should be doing is thinking about the mule deer foundation, what you can do for mule deer within the bigger construct of conservation yep. across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's, that's, and that's what it, ha- that's what happens when we stand together is you can start looking at that bigger picture and having those conversations that need to be had. Yeah. And that, and it rolls right back to, you know, we all want an opportunity for a tag and to get an opportunity at a tag, the number one thing that we can do is care about conservation of the animals. Yep. Period. End of discussion. That's the number one thing that we can do is, is as much as we can for the conservation of, of our wildlife and our wild areas. Um, and then the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to all those that drew a tag. Yep. Um, I feel truly, truly sorry for those that didn't, uh, because I know how important it is to hunt. Um, we are hoping to have another, uh, hunt giveaway later in the year. So if you didn't draw a tag, even if you did, um, we would love for you to watch for that. Uh, and uh, I want to say a uh, a special congratulation to Ryan and Shay, yeah, who drew their first ever New Mexico public, public draw, draw hunt. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be really cool, yeah, uh, to get to take them to do that. And um, you know, be kind to one another out there, guys. Yeah, just uh, treat treat each other kindly. Uh, we like to use movie quotes uh, in, the, in the words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> and party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Adios, guys. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.